based on uh, the clock and how the Lord's uh, led us so far. I'm already glad I came tonight. But I want to invite you to turn in your Bible this evening to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And I want to highlight a few scriptures from the New Testament, Paul's writings to Timothy, about a spirit that Paul, the Holy Ghost, uh, in Paul and on Paul, inspiring him to write, warned us about. And we're in that time. John, the uh, Apostle John also wrote... And I want to talk for a minute about, and just exhort you, encourage you, remind you, warn you maybe, uh, praise God from the Word, about recognizing and resisting the spirit of Antichrist. That's what the Lord dealt with me about this afternoon. Recognizing and resisting the spirit of Antichrist. Now tonight, understand, don't be confused, I'm not talking about the figurehead that will have that title in his time during the tribulation period. I'm not talking about him. The Bible talks about uh, the person of the Antichrist, a prophetic figure uh, in end time events that will be played out. But the Bible also talks about the spirit of Antichrist that has been in the world forever, since the fall. And the Bible talks about how this spirit of Antichrist will dramatically grow and increase in its influence just before the return of the Lord. Amen? And I want you to be on guard for this spirit. I want you to be able to recognize this spirit so that you can resist it. Thank you, Pastor. Okay, praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 4, we're going to have to be judicious with our time here. And I'm going to just read this to you from my God's Word translation, so it'll read a little bit different than you. 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. The Bible says, the Spirit says clearly. King James says expressly. Other translations will say distinctly. What he's trying to convey is, he's making no bones about this. He's speaking very definitely. He wants you to get this. Be specific. He's being very specific and clear about it. The Spirit of God says... That in latter times, in the latter times, some believers will desert the Christian faith. Sadly, we see that going on. They will follow, notice this, spirits that deceive. And they will believe the teachings of demons. So what we have here is a Holy Spirit-inspired warning that every Christian must pay attention to. Jesus said, He that endures to the end, talking about of the age, shall be saved, shall be rescued, shall be delivered. There in Matthew 24 where Jesus said, He that endures to the end, what's that speak? It speaks about a time and a circumstance at the end of the age that believers will have to endure I don't endure going to Red's Donuts. I wouldn't put the word endure on a trip to Red's Donuts. You're not thinking right if that's the way you think. I I don't endure um, Starbucks. No, I delight, right? You know, I endure, what I endure is house cleaning. 
right? I endure bringing hay down from the barn in the cold of winter. I endure paying taxes. I endure people that rub me the wrong way. So when Jesus said endure, what's that mean? He means you're going to have to prepare yourself for some rough waters in the world, amen, before I come. And so, you know, we just need to prepare ourselves mentally and emotionally and in any other way the Spirit of God would lead us so that we can conquer and overcome in these last days. Amen. So, uh, in King James it says, in the, latter, in the latter times or in the last days, uh, people will de- some will depart from the faith giving heed. Giving heed. That in the Greek... Uh, that phrase to give heed means, according to Dr. Strong's, it means to hold. In other words, a spirit is going get to get, get a hold of someone's mind and draw them away from the Christian faith. If you don't want to be drawn away from their Christian faith, you know, that, that means if you don't want to die and go to hell, that means you cannot depart from the Christian faith. You have to stay in the Christian faith no matter how po- unpopular being a Christian becomes. Are you with me? That phrase, give heed to, means to pay attention to. So how does someone depart from the Christian faith? Something influences them and gets their attention that they don't recognize, they don't do anything about before long. They have, they're not a Christian anymore. They have departed from the Christian faith. Paul wouldn't say by the Holy Ghost, some will depart from the Christian faith if it's not possible to depart from the Christian faith. And you can't just say, oh, that'll never be me. I pray it never is. But there's a reason why the Holy Ghost inspired Paul to write this for us. The word means, the phrase means to apply yourself to. Dr. Vine says it this way, giving heed to means to turn to. To turn to. And uh, it means to turn one's attention to. So here's what, one thing I want to say to you is understand Satan is trying constantly to influence you. Amen. He's trying to influence me every day. He doesn't want me reading my Bible. He doesn't want me praying. He doesn't want me worshiping. He doesn't want me declaring the promises of God. He doesn't want me witnessing to the lost. He doesn't want me walking in victory. He doesn't want me walking in greater measures of anointing. He doesn't want me living in the will of God. He doesn't want me walking out my purpose. Same for you. And he's uh, going to do everything he can to influence you, young people, all of us, uh, to, to go contrary of what God would have us to do. Amen. So we have to be on guard. Now, there are four classes, if I've got this right, there are four classes of spirits. All right? There are four classes of spirits. God is a spirit. Is that right? John chapter 4, God is a spirit. Jesus is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. So there's the God class. Satan and demons are spirits. Angels are spirits. People are spirits. So those are the four classes. You can correct me after church. Not really. Amen. 
God's a spirit, Satan and demons are spirits, angels are spirits, people are spirits. Now, think about that. All spirits, every class, one of their aims as a spirit is to influence. Spirits bear influence. See, the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to influence you to do right. He's endeavoring to influence you to not sin, to obey God, to have faith, to read your Bible, to understand your Bible. Every spirit, one of the things they carry on them, kind of a high-pitched ring on my mic, Brother Mark, uh, is that they're endeavoring to influence people, whether they're consciously or unconsciously thinking about it, they're endeavoring to, oh, don't go there. No, come over here. See, what is that? That's a spirit. Doesn't mean it's evil, but it's a spirit endeavoring to influence you. I don't clean your house today. Come shopping with me. That's influence. You just have to understand, every spirit you encounter brings with it an influence. Spirits carry influence. God wants to be the supreme influence in our life. But so does Satan. And that's part of what the war is. He wants to be the overriding influence in our lives. And the outcome of your life is going to be determined by who do you yield to, what influence do you yield to most consistently? Y'all could help me a little better. Amen. And so understand, believer, that with darkness and deception on the rise in the world, we have to be diligent to develop our spiritual lives and practice biblical discernment. Right? Amen. And so quickly, let's go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. That was Timothy. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. So I'll read 1 Timothy 4 again. Uh, it says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. What? They're giving heed to demonic influence. Seducing spirits and doctrines, teachings of demons. So again, for time's sake, I'd like you to, I'm just going to jump to the Amplified. 1 John 4, 1 through 4 in the Amplified. It says, Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit. Do not put faith in every spirit, but prove or test the spirits. You know, that includes the people spirits. Don't believe every person comes along and tells you something. In this age and day of social media, and Twitter, and Instagram, and constant posts, and I don't know about you, but I get inundated. Inundated. You know, pastor, watch this video. Oh, pastor, watch this prophet. Oh, pastor, look at this. You know, and I don't, I don't mind it. I'm just saying you're probably the same way. You get, we got, we got and more access to people's dreams, and visions, and revelations, and prophecies. And I don't have time to keep up with them, and, and be your filter on them all. Amen? But here I'm trying to help everybody all at once. It says, prove the spirits. Test the spirits to discover whether they perceive. I mean, I'm just telling you, I get myself in trouble, but I don't care. I mean, I just wonder where Christians' heads are. And what they're thinking. 
about all kinds of things. But, you know, just because someone gets promoted seemingly in a political thing that looks like you and has the same skin color, and I don't, what do they stand for? What do they, what are they promoting? What are they doing? What are they going to do with that position? I don't celebrate because a white guy with black hair gains a position because he looks like me. I care about what what do you stand for? Amen. I'm just telling you again, remember in my book in 2010, if you read my book about deception, that's 10 years ago, God gave us a book to get us ready, talking about deception. And he said, in the last days, deception would be so pervasive, so severe, that if believers individually aren't actively, ongoingly, purposefully, of God's word, that deception would be their condition by default. And listen, we are there. And there are, there's an onslaught of demonic flooding into America to try to destroy America so that we won't be what God raised us up to be, which is the evangelist nation of the world. Amen. I'm going to say amen to myself. So, So John says, test the spirits to discover whether they proceed from God. Notice, for many false prophets have gone forth into the world. Many of them. Many of them. Dr. Hadabaugh was telling me a story about Hilton Sutton that came to his church. He was a famous uh, end-time, world-renowned end-time Bible prophecy teacher. He's, some of you would know him, but most of you may not. Um, before he went home to be with the Lord, uh, Dr. Hadabaugh had him several times to do meetings on that subject in his church. And in a private conversation with Dr. Sutton, Dr. Sutton said, Isn't it interesting, Dr. Hadabaugh? That in the Old Testament, about 4,500 years, 4,500 years, there were only 17 prophets. Today, everybody's a prophet. And I'm just telling you, a lot of people have and are getting up on social media and telling what they're saying that God has said to them. Well, I hope most of it sounds really good. I hope it's right. But I would, one thing I would do if I was you, I'd stick those prophecies in your back pocket and shakes out those people that were flat, goofy, weird off. You need to not watch their ministry anymore. You need to unfollow their Facebook page. You need to not tune into that channel because the Old Testament says, here's how you know God said, if a false prophet's a false prophet, their prophecies don't come to pass. Amen. Praise God. So it goes on. By this you may know, perceive and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ the Messiah actually became a man. Now here's what a false demonic spirit, the spirit of Antichrist, we'll get to that in a minute, will not acknowledge. They will not acknowledge that God became a man. They will not acknowledge the man, the humanity of Jesus Christ. 
I've never had this experience, but I could share one with you from Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin said that he would encounter spirits, demonic spirits coming up in people, and they sounded really spiritual. But he would ask them, has Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And that, they would not say it. They could not, they would open up their mouth to try to say it, but that demonic spirit will not acknowledge it. And he was able to say, you're not of God, come out. See, he's giving you a prophetic test. A wrong spirit will not acknowledge that Jesus Christ came as a man. This um, will help you, praise God. I am endeavoring to equip a people to make it through the last days. Amen. So it says, has actually become a man and has come in the flesh, is of God, has God for its source. The demonic spirit will not acknowledge that. Verse 3. And every spirit which does not acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, but would annul, destroy, sever, or disunite him from that statement is not of God. Now remember the classes of spirits. God, Satan and demons, angels. Let's say a being shows up in the nighttime in bright white looks like an angel from God. Did John give you a way to make sure that that's not a counterfeit? You could ask that angel, hey, before you show up and say anything, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And if they give you some good, if they don't go yes and amen, then you know that spirit is not from God. How about people? People are spirits. Preachers are spirits. If that preacher won't acknowledge that God Almighty became a man and his name was Jesus, run from that preacher. Don't have fellowship with that person. Because they're carrying a, carrying a wrong spirit. Amen. This, it goes on and says, This is not of God, does not proceed from Him. Notice, this non-confession is the spirit of the Antichrist. So one of the, the spirit of the Antichrist is, it's exactly that. It's anti-Jesus. Anything that is anti-Jesus. Jesus is a demonic spirit. Hello. But it's more than that. It's anti-Christ. The word Christ is a messianic term. It's a messianic term that means the anointed one, the Jewish Messiah, and His anointing or the power of God. Do you know there are millions of preachers out there like this that they preach a Jesus, but they preach no power. No power, no miracles, no miracles. It, that thing that says, that preacher might be born again or whatever, but he's under an influence to say the power of God's passed away, the miracles of God are not for us today. That is anti-anointed one. That is anti-Christ. That is anti-anointing. So how many churches out there fit that description, y'all? They're under the influence to a degree of an anti-Christ spirit. You see, the, the anti-Christ, capital A, the person, is not, he's not been revealed. 
But Satan is working hard to prepare America and the world to accept him, to embrace him, to go, yeah, at him. How's he doing that? He is getting us familiar with the Antichrist influence. And it's going to become, it's already happening, more and more intensely popular to be anti-Jesus. And honey, you need to prepare your heart if you're going to stay true to your faith to be unpopular with people that you may be running with today. And there's going to be, you could see it in politics, right? A very visceral, antagonistic, hostile attitude towards people of faith. That is the Antichrist spirit. You better, what's my sermon title? Recognize and resist. It's one thing to recognize the Antichrist spirit, but you have to resist that thing so that it doesn't influence. Amen. Y'all okay? I know it's 824, but important. Amen. So, um, I'm trying to read the latter part of verse 3 on the Amplified. I know you probably don't have an Amplified. This non-confession is the spirit of Antichrist, of which you heard that it was coming, and now it is already in the world. That was true when John wrote it 2,000 years ago. Verse 4, I love this verse, little children, little children, you are of God. You belong to Him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because He who lives in you is greater, mightier than He who is in the world. Don't be afraid, but be aware Be conscious. The God's Word translation says, Don't believe all people who say they have the Spirit. Instead, test them. So someone jumps up on your Facebook feed. I have the Spirit. My position immediately is, we'll see about that. Not, oh, bring it on, I'm I'm like a little chick, I need it, I need it. Throw me whatever goofy thing you want to have, I'm going to swallow it. You're going to end up mixed up and deceived. Amen? The message rendering of some of this, listen to how it reads. My dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Here's where the spirit of Antichrist can be very subtle and tricky, and that is... It could creep in on people that you have previously trusted. Ministers and ministries who were previously reliable, godly, strict to the Word. They had the true Holy Ghost about their ministry. But they're not that anymore. And somewhere along the line, if you weren't paying attention, you just slowly, it just happened so slowly over time, you just kept drinking the Kool-Aid. There are ministries out there 
that everyone raves about, I don't follow them anymore. I don't listen to them anymore. I used to, but they're not reliable anymore. They have left this, you know, they have left some things that they shouldn't have left. And when they did that, they lost me. You need to put me through this filter. That's what happened. People, I wish it wasn't true, but ministers, most of the heroes of the 90s, my word of faith heroes, I would bring them up in private conversations in a positive light with Dr. Dufresne in a private room having lunch. And I would say, oh yeah, Dr. Dad, I was listening to such and such and I was listening to this message and I'd stop and he'd go, hmm. And I went, oh. See, he knew. He ran in circles I don't know, and he's a prophet, and he, a real one, and knows things that I don't know. And other times, I would mention another ministry. Oh, Pastor, Dr. Dad, I, I, and, and then it just so blessed me. He'd go, hmm, and then he would tell me. And I would sit there and tell myself, I, I would remember sitting there saying to myself, Dad, I know there's got to be a reason why you're telling me this but I wish you wouldn't. Because they were my, back in the day, they were the ones changing my life. God was really using them, but they are not to be trusted today. Don't come up and ask me who they are. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get your, your filter on. You're going to have to become sensitive and spiritual yourself. Because I'm not going to be with you all the time. And I'm not perfect. Right? Dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Amen? Especially the, the Facebook prophet. Now, I'm not saying that there's not some things on there that go, hmm, that has some bite to it. I'm not saying that. I, I'm just saying you need to just be discerning and wise. And take this stance, we'll see. We'll, now, when I say we'll see, what do you mean? I'm going to take every word I hear you say and I'm going to run it through the book. And if it doesn't match with the book, flush in your little prophecy. And even if it fits in line with the word and the spirit of the book, I'm going to check it right here. And if it doesn't light me up right in here in my spirit, if I have any hesitancy at all, any check in here in my spirit, boom, you're, I'm not going to have anything to do with that prophecy. And if you give me that kind of icky feeling repeatedly, I'm not going to listen to you at all. Amen. Because who wants to expose themselves to something? No, no, and have to, you know, eat the, eat the hay, spit out. Who's got time for that? I want hay. I mean, I'm sure I'll throw you a stick every now and then. Spit that out. But it, I don't want to give you half sticks and half hay. All right. It says, carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. This is a message translation. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. Here's how you test for the genuine Spirit of God. 
Everyone who confesses openly his faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came as an actual flesh and blood person, comes from God and belongs to God. Everyone who refuses to confess in Jesus has nothing in common with God. This is the spirit of Antichrist that you heard was coming. Well, here it is sooner than you thought. Let's close in uh, just 1 John 2. 1 John 2. So understand as you're turning to 1 John 2, we're going to look at verse, I think, 15 through 18. Number one, there's always been false teaching and false teachers. Always. There has always been false prophets and prophecies and spiritual revelations. That's not new. But the New Testament, if you read it carefully, reveals an intense magnification of those two things at the end. Whole lot more false teaching and false teachers. Whole lot more false prophecy, false revelations. Why? They're getting you ready to receive someone who looks like God, sounds like God. So much so that even the very elect Jesus said could be deceived. See, there's going to have to be a big shift in current thinking to embrace this guy who's coming down the pike. Amen. So, I just, this is why I just keep coming back to that armor of God teaching. I'm trying to go here and do different things, but I just keep going back to that revelation that we taught on some weeks ago. Put your armor on every day. Put on the helmet of salvation. Strap on the belt of truth. Carry your shield of faith to the Walmart, Sam's, everywhere you go. So let's close with this. The spirit of Antichrist. 1 John 2.18. Just read that verse. 1 John 2.18 says, Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist, that's capital A, is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. By which we know that it is the last hour. Here's another indication how we know we're at the last hour. Many antichrists. Much, uh, Rick Renner says, one of the signs will be global rejection of God and all that is right. Jesus said in the last days, one of the signs, lawlessness will abound. So much so that the love of many will wax cold. We're talking about a global rejection of God and all that is right. And sadly, America is way down that track. We need a revival really bad. I believe we're going to get one. But America's way down that road. And it shows up in school curriculum, education centers, that the spirit of Antichrist Rules and reigns over most universities. It's in the media. It's in our politics. It's in many churches who want to be relevant with, with the world. So pastors, endeavoring to empower you by warning you to recognize this spirit of anti-God, anti-right. I mean, it's almost... 
I mean, I remember, it was wrong then, but I remember how we used to talk about homosexuals in high school, where I went to high school. Light and the loafers, funny boys. We had terms that were much more derogatory than that. And that, I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's right. If we've moved past that, fine. That's, that's progress, no problem. But it's almost become, there's elements that want to make it criminal to quote the Bible about that lifestyle. That, that there are many people who, who feel like they have to hide what they believe and who they would vote for because they're afraid they're going to have the window smashed in or be fired from their job. That's how anti-Christ our culture has gotten. going to get worse. You're going to have to pick. You're going to have to choose. You're going to have to decide where you stand. Just telling you. You don't have to turn there, but in 2 John, that little, little letter of 2 John, uh, he writes and he says in verse 7, for many deceivers are entered into the world. Who can Christ has come in the flesh? This is a deceiver and Antichrist. John is the only apostle that uses the word Antichrist in the New Testament. The only one. You have to read his writings. But he had a revelation of it. Of this spirit. Notice how he constantly connects the spirit of Antichrist with deception. Amen? You have to notice that. So I want to close with this manifestations of the spirit of Antichrist. And it's not long. It's, and you can go back on and get it. You don't have to try to take notes. Number one, anyone who denies that Jesus is the Christ, that's the Antichrist spirit. So Jews who don't recognize Jesus as Messiah, they're under the influence of the Antichrist spirit. But anyone who thinks that and says that, Right? So anyone that says, oh, I believe Jesus lived. I know he was a great rabbi, a good teacher. I even believe he was a prophet. Antichrist. Antichrist. Because he was a rabbi and he was a good teacher and he was a prophet, but that is not who he is. He is the Christ. Baby, he is the Christ. To not acknowledge that is Antichrist. Number two, Manifestations of Antichrist. Anyone who denies that Jesus Christ is the only way to God is drinking the Antichrist spirit Kool-Aid. Jesus Christ is the only way to God. Amen. To say anything else, to believe anything else is Antichrist. It is false. It is a lie. There are not many paths to God. If you're listening to me out there, listen. There is, no, there is one way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Amen. Not me. Jesus, me. Yeah. Right. There's only one way to God. There are not many paths to God. There's only one. Amen. Right. Jesus said, wide is the way. Amen. 
Easy is, is the gate, right? Wide that leads to death, leads to damnation, leads to judgment. Narrow is the gate. Hard is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. Because it's found in one man. Jesus of Nazareth. Number three. Anyone that says Muhammad, Buddha, the Mahadi, or whatever that is, or Krishna, is another name for Jesus... That's Antichrist. That's Antichrist. Really, his name is Yeshua. Hamashiach, right? The Messiah. There is no J sound in Hebrew. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to change the way you pray. Amen. But his name is Yeshua. Okay. Just in case you didn't know that. That's probably what you'll call him when you get up there. Anyway, praise God. So anyone that wants to try to say Muhammad, Buddha, some other idol, some other figure, some other name, that's just another name for Jesus. That's Antichrist. That's wrong. That's false. Number four, anyone who says the power of God and miracles have passed away said that under the influence of the Antichrist. I said that before. That classifies a whole lot of people. Number five. Anyone who teaches you that you can practice sexual immorality, homosexuality, drunkenness, and rebellion and still be right with God, that's the Antichrist spirit telling you that. That is not the Bible. That is not the truth. That is not the God that's going to judge you. Well, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I believe in Jesus, but I'm sleeping around and I'm drinking it down and I'm injecting it and I'm watching porn and I'm practicing it habitually and I'm in rebellion to all authority. You're going to die and go to hell if you don't get that turned around. That loose grace message really has its source in the Antichrist spirit because it's going to try to draw you away from the truth. If you're living in sin, let me just tell you, God loves you and the blood is there and He is ready to forget, but you have to repent. That means you have to acknowledge you're wrong. You have to turn your back on it. You have to get yourself to a prayer mode, whether it's an altar or your closet or your car or somewhere. You have to say, I did it. I sinned. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Take the blood and then it's over. But then you have to get up and not go back to it. Or you haven't repented. No, I just know that's not right. Because I know, I just know that this fallen world made me a stake. I, I, am, I am a girl in a man's body. Listen, sweetheart, you're deceived. Look at your plumbing. The Bible tells you what you are. I'm not saying that in hate. I'm just, you've got to wake up. You have, ta- you have swallowed the red pill. You, you are not, <laughs> you should not be thinking that way. And you'd be surprised how many people that go into these alternative weird lifestyles, they had no daddies, or their daddies abused them, or they were assaulted, they were molested, they were rejected. And there's help. But you have to embrace the truth. Anyway, number six. Anyone who undermines or denies the authority of Scripture, that's Antichrist. Are you with me? Totally antichrist. 
Because Jesus is the Christ and He is the Word made flesh. So there are mainstream preachers out there. God help me. That I've heard them out of my own mouth say, well, yes, you know, I am... Uh, I'm in a process of evolution on how I view sexuality and marriage. You're what? I mean, you're what? What do you mean you're in, you're in a, a process of evolution on, on how you think? Well, and Christians need to adapt to culture and change. And, and there are nuances in Scripture. No, there's no nuances in Scripture. It's black and white. It's, it's there in ink. It's a holy writ. It's a holy script. There is no updated 2.0 version. Marriage is one man and one woman in a holy union for life. And if it's not that, it's not marriage. I'm sorry the Supreme Court is deceived. I'm sorry that the culture is deceived. But God's not deceived about it. Put me in jail, find me, whatever you want to do. God raised me up to tell you the truth. Right? And there's, there's whole segments of some of the most popular segments of Christianity today. That mainly they suck you in with good music, but their doctrine is take you to hell. Going into the mountains and having angel waking services where they get up in the mountains and they go, wakey, 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 wakey to the dormant angels. And people fall for that because they don't know their Bible. Running through fire tunnels, chanting like, like probably happens in demonic temples in, and they call that intercession. I'm just telling you, you better be selective in who you allow to speak into your life. So anyway, this is number seven. <clears throat> Anyone who denies the teaching of eternal judgment and hell, that's Antichrist. Oh, we're all God's children. No, we're not. Where'd you get that? You heard that on CNN, didn't you? You heard Oprah say that, didn't you? She lied. She lied because she don't know. Because she's eclectic. She embraces all kinds of enlightenment. She doesn't read the Bible. She does, she's not worshiping the God of the Bible. Unless something's happened in her life that I don't know. I wouldn't be getting your, your spiritual nuggets from Oprah. What's come on me tonight? I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Amen. And, and there may be other manifestations of this Antichrist spirit, but those are seven of them. You need to watch out for them. Amen? You have to recognize. And, and here's a thought. Uh, you having the right church and being connected to a pastor is critically important. So that you can hear truth from the Bible. And then just close with some, just a thought. Here's some tips. If your devotional life, this is what it looks like. Nice little frilly book that you got from some publisher in a Walmart or Christian bookstore. 
and it's got one scripture, half a scripture, and 15 minutes of fluff, and that's your time with God, that ain't going to work anymore. You're going you're gonna to drink the Kool-Aid for sure. Can I challenge you? Two chapters a day of the New Testament minimum. Work less if you have to. Stay up later. Get up earlier. I mean, that's not a lot. I try to read five. I didn't get that today, but I try to read five. Amen. Two chapters. You're going to need to study. You need to know the book. You need to know what the Word of God says. So that you will not believe a lie when it's told you from someone who's got clout and a big following and a collar and a Bible and a whatever that makes them look legit. You know, I'm not less legit because I have fewer people. And people who have 16,000 people, they're not more legit because they have a lot of people. Now, if they're all disciples of Christ, man, I want to learn from them. But most of them are carnal buckets and fugitives. You say Jeremiah, and they're looking around the room. Jeremiah, where's Jeremiah at? They don't know what Jeremiah is. Pastor says Daniel, and everybody's looking around. Daniel, Daniel, where's Daniel at? We don't know Daniel. God help us. So, right? Okay, closing with some thoughts. Challenges. There's a spirit of Antichrist growing in the world. Guard your fellowship. Guard your fellowship. Remember, People are spirits, and spirits carry influence. And the people you let close to you will influence you. They will. They will. I had one lady in my church back over in Jackson Street. She was precious. She had her mind before this. She got a hold of some TV preacher's gimmick. They sent her a letter with a penny in it. They said, put this penny. This penny has been prophesied over. Put this penny in your shoe and carry it for 30 days in your shoe and you'll prosper. you get out of debt. She, she brought me this and said, is this legit, Pastor? I said, no, throw that away. That's junk. She took it and put the penny in her shoe. She lost her mind. She lives in the loony house. She, she has never been the same. Because she, her, she didn't regard her pastor's word, number one. I'm talking about you need to pay the price. If you've got wrong people in your life, I don't care if they're blood kin, you need to push them to the exterior if they have an antichrist flavor about them. If they're not hot and on fire for God or want to be and are doing something to get that way fast, you don't need them in your life to any significant degree. I don't care how popular you want to be. It's too dangerous in the world today. You need to have people who love the Word, want to study the Word on Friday night. That's what you... That's, let's, let's, let's have a listen to Kenneth Hagin party. That's the kind of people... Oh, that doesn't sound, that's the kind of people you need. Let's get together on Saturday night about 10 p.m. and let's pray and intercede in the Spirit. That's the kind of people you need to be hanging around. Amen? Another thought? Guard your social media, what you let come into your thinking. You have to listen, but be discerning, wise, and don't blindly accept stuff. Judge everything that comes down. Judge it. Judge it. Are you with me? Amen. And be prepared 
to be persecuted. Jesus said this, if you're persecuted, if you're reviled, if you're hated for my sake, you're blessed. That's what he said. (laughs) You're blessed. Great will be your reward in heaven. You're living for today, stop it. You're living for earth, stop it. We got heaven just real close. We got a rapture coming within a few years, maybe. We got streets of gold, we got mansions, we got glory, we got, we got, we got, you need to live for there. Don't live for now, live for there. Amen? Man, you were marathoners tonight. Thank you. Like you had a choice about it. But anyway, thank you. No, you could have got it and left, but I just think it was important. I know it's a weeknight. Father.